Hey, Checkoff fans, we have not one but two amazing podcasts going on over at the Pop-Off Podcast. Every other week, we're rotating between talking about the Harry Potter movies and the movies leading up to Joss Whedon's Avengers next summer, so Captain America and Thor and Iron Man and the Hulk. Also, the Harry Potter podcasts are going on at the same time, so go over to popoffpodcast.com and listen there. Also, be sure to stream Ninjas vs. Vampires. If you have a Netflix account, you can stream it for free, Ninjas vs. Vampires. Okay, enjoy. Trek off. It's time for Trek Off. He's giving her all he's got, Captain. Giggity. Welcome to Trek Off. I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. And you guys just introduced me to a new song. We did. It, it, was, did. it goes, fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit, the fuck shit, the shit and fuck. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's fucking cool. good. It's, but then you tried to steal my mug. No, um, wow. You know what? Yeah. I'm going <sighs> to leave this here. It, so you, that you can pour into the mug yourself, right, well, because when I you, when I'm what, nice to you, this is when I'm nice to you, to, of the to mind, pour into of the your mind. mug, leave this. I'm, I'm what the is one. this? What is this? Are you, this is the Goldschlager. Yeah. Th- so theater of the mind, you would go. I'm just going to leave this bottle of Goldschlager here next to the mug, which I didn't. See, you see, because they can't see what you're talking. Would you like to submit something? <laughs> I would definitely like to submit. I, 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 I definitely, fuck you. I, de- I definitely fuck you and your allegations of me stealing I, your fucking mug. I was I was about to <laughs> say that's the, what the, I would the, like the, to say. The, the situation that we were looking at seemed to uh, appeared in some way to be like the submission part <laughs> of the conversation where you submitted something like fuck me or some sort of submission of mm, some kind. Yeah, you you know you're getting better. You know what? Maybe you can't have any more of this. Maybe this will just be mine, <laughs> and I won't share it with you. What? And your fucking mug. I'll ha- I'll ha- <laughs> <laughs> your mug that I want nothing to do with. I'll have, I'll that have, I don't look longingly at. I'll, I'll, I'll have that like silver schlager. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so much better because I totally dig silver more than gold. Go- gold Is that weird? Gold plated <laughs> schlager. No. Brass schlager. Platinum schlager. There Ooh. it is. Oh, that's the stuff. Wow. That They're going to make that now because they're totally you. listening right now. Co- and they're going to go. Cop- copyright, copyright 2011 and Light Entertainment. Um, <laughs> Too late, motherfuckers! <laughs> no, you said it on my show. <laughs> That's right. Um, so uh, we're, we're talking about comedy in Star Trek today. Clearly, comedy is not something we do well. No, um, the not que- at all. The question is: <laughs> is it some, Is it something that 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 I can't make? Can't, wow, talk much? <laughs> okay, I had like one sip of the cold stalker too. I've actually. You know what happened? It was because you got all of it, your panties in a twist because you thought I was stealing your. I fucking thought you mug. were. I thought I, that's I, what's up. I just thought you were trying to be funny, like you're going to. I'm taking this mug for myself now. And so that's why I thought you were pulling. I t- okay, I'm sorry. Gosh, you you're really good at reading people. Wow, he's, not, he's terrible. He's at sand in your vagina. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know what I would like to submit now? Suck oh. my dick. That's what I'd like to submit now. <laughs> Does it have sand on? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it wasn't anywhere near your vagina. F- funny. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, it's because uh, is that uh, an insult? Yeah. Are you saying it's bad to have one that make me inferior because I have one? Is that what you're trying to say? Are you, <laughs> yes, are, are that you, is definitely what I'm saying. She's, a, she's right. a misogynist. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. I, I, I am not for misogyny at all. And I think misogyny is bad. Uh, it's misogyny. <laughs> That's your name. You're, you're no longer Mrs. Alexia. You're, you're, you're misogyny. That's your name. <laughs> isn't there already a character named that? Is somewhere? there? I feel like there is. If there isn't, there should be. Like, I feel like there is because if there isn't, it would be like a missed opportunity. Like, because yeah. you would think like of that sort of name. Like, like there should be someone whose name is Misunderstanding, but nobody really gets that she's nice because it's <laughs> always a misunderstanding. <laughs> oh oh boy! A missed opportunity. Tons of this. <laughs> We'd go on all night. Um, and this is a lot like Star Trek because they're a special alien species that oh, really? they haven't met yet. I, I was I was gonna say he's making a joke and most of the uh the opportunities for comedy in Star Trek are missed opportunities. So oh. oh no. Question. Can Star Trek do comedy? Yes. Can it do it well? Yes. Okay. Original series. Go, don't mention trouble, triple scope. Don't mention trouble I, with trouble. I'm saying that there are three seasons. Are there any other? Here's the thing about the original series that, that are just the whole time funny or moments of funny because those are two different moments things. of laugh out loud funny. There are plenty of moments. Or when, rather, when, or let me rephrase. When, you know, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Are there considerable moments, as I feel there are sometimes in, especially in Voyager and Next Gen to a lesser extent, where 
clearly it's supposed to be funny. Clearly it's supposed to be making you laugh, but it's failing to do so, which is uncomfortable, which is like where you're watching you're like, this isn't funny. You think this is really funny. And I'm uncomfortable by the fact that you think it's as funny as you think it is. So the question is, yeah, what the fuck is the qu- I'm lost now. What's the, the, question? the question is, is like like a comedian who's failing on stage. Oh, I can't watch that. It's so terrible. And that's the thing. I feel like there are moments in Star Trek where they're going, look, this is funny. And it's not. when. Because um, I disagree. There's I, a like, lot of it next gen. There's a lot, a lot of it next gen. Focus very much on the on the first and second season. Um, I do remember Joe Piscopo showing up at one point and teaching Data how to be funny. Um, you know what it might be like. I mean, I admittedly, yeah, am, am very easily entertained. Like, you are. It does not take much to make me. When laugh. we do our sound check, it didn't work today, but normally I can just like look at you and go like, and I'll laugh. Yeah, like go go cantaloupe, and you're like, no. <laughs> that's so funny, cantaloupe. We, we can't. I'm already married. Ha ha ha. <laughs> And then, we, you know, and, then, so and then you know then he's lame and then it's not funny but you're welcome <laughs> it's the lame that you see that then, then you then you got to make the conan o'brien face where he's like and then it's funny <laughs> so but that, what's the that's is that the noise for that face <laughs> then <laughs> theater of the mind <laughs> oh that's one of those things that if you that if you were to describe it and you were to go you got to make the conan o'brien face where he takes the cor- two corners of his mouth and he drags it down to the bottom of his chin then it becomes too expensive explanatory and then we go on <laughs> really wow up. you really are having <laughs> trouble bunch, talking today a bunch of caffeine today i had a lot of caffeine <laughs> 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 um so you know what that means it's gonna be a lot of <laughs> <laughs> funny that you were the first to do it that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> what i like i don't <laughs> right, so um well no the original series i mean i, I think there are a lot of moments in the original series particularly uh between kirk and spock you see and i feel like the, there are a lot of moments there that the music is trying to tell me that it's funny. You know, they, they do the little pluck string sounds and they're like, this is funny. You know, oh, oh, Mr. Spock, you're becoming more human every day. There's no need to insult me, Captain. <laughs> oh my gosh, see, that absolutely makes me laugh out loud. It makes me so happy. I giggle, I clap my hands, and I'm pleased. See, and I sort of feel like there are the, it's the sort of thing that, that maybe now is campy to the point where it, it's almost mockable because it's sort of like uh, you've just had an episode where where horrible things have happened. People have died. People have been tortured. And then you get to the end of Mr. Spock. You're becoming more human every day. <laughs> and it just doesn't work for me really very much at all. Is there a reason that you want me to kill you tonight? What can I? I, I <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was I'm sorry for me. It was a little bit like you took your dick out and just peed all over everything I thought was awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like, because for me, it's like, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Theater of the mind. Very good, Mr. A. It's okay. it's like, um, you know, especially when all that like hard shit comes out. Oh, well, wrong phrasing. Um, when when a bunch of, <laughs> of difficult things happen and they and they get through it. And then it's kind of that level of camaraderie that's cute and fun. And I love that. See, and there are times when I don't want cute and fun. And that's one of those times, you know, you know. You would rather what doom and gloom? I it mean, is, well, they it, just survived some shit. Like people, I agree people with Mr. do a. that. People have levity. We have male solidarity here. Go oh, man. Fuck this shit. No, no, I'm just saying. It was male solidarity. The, it was the television of the 1960s, so you didn't have. You're not challenging audiences the way you are now. You know, with Star Trek of the now, or like DS9, for example. Uh, and, and but as, I feel like they and, did that on DS9 as well. Well, they and they did sometimes, but a lot less often. I would say that that sometimes maybe we got to give it to Star Trek that those buttons at the end that I don't like, they might have been the way that they got past the network to say the really shocking shit that they did try to say to go to go. Hey, look, wrapped up in a neat little bow. Everybody's happy. See, we didn't just challenge racism. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So so I can maybe see that they're. That that might have been required to to keep it on the air, um, and you're right. I shouldn't I shouldn't judge a show that is in many ways a time capsule, um, by my standards of watching today. Although it's hard for me too, because I'm a I discovered. I mean, again, Next Gen is is dated now too, which is hard. Um, I think anything that you watch that it, you know is is quote unquote dated, like it just yeah, is you have to just take into account when it's happening. Like it's like watching, like that doesn't make it any less cool or, or make it any less groundbreaking or, you know what I mean? Like you have to accept the world that you're in. 
I guess, I guess, yeah. The only problem for me is that, and this is a problem. Look, that you, you have to accept the cognitive dissonance between next gen and original series to go. You have to accept that you're in the world you're in, and yet you also have to accept that the original series is the same world as DS9, mm-hmm. and they are not. They're two different, two different worlds. The aesthetic is different. People look different. People behave differently. The story, yeah, forehead ridges, things like that. But that's, but I mean, even beyond that, the storytelling is is different mm-hmm. in stylistically yeah and and it's hard sometimes to it's hard sometimes to accept that and look star trek was not the twilight zone like the it was not meant to be dark it was meant to be optimistic and one might say that roddenberry might not have liked the storytelling that i like that roddenberry if yeah he, he might not have been down with it he may he, not have if, thought there was enough optimism there. yeah like, if he I, had his know? yeah exactly so it's possible. so i will give that um but I can see both sides of it though. Like I see, I see where they're both I doing. See that, I see the good hum- things. You know, I what see I that mean? the humor most of the time is forced. I would say that most of the episodes with with what's his name, Harry Mud, or you know, where he's walking around being being you know very I'm mud and these are my women, you know, and the silly things. You know, that, so he's flamboyant. I know, but flamboyant in a very sort of sixties. He seems. Well, I mean, yeah, he I mean, seems like he belongs that's when it was written. I, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying is that is that I. The problems that I have with the original series and when the original series uh, succeeds for me is when it reminds me of the storytelling that I like so much of the next gen era. And because that's my Star Trek. That is Star Trek. That is the baseline Star Trek for me is next gen. Yes, because the baseline Star Trek for me is the original. So So you're saying that. So you're one of these people who would feel like Star Trek never really did it again that the original series did it. And then after those three seasons, everything else is just not quite up to par. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would say that I'm I'm willing to accept that uh, you know the other stuff is has gotten there, has reached the mark because this is the way I. But feel But that about is this the stuff. mark. But that is the but mark. But that's the mark. Yeah, because uh, the way okay. I feel about it, it's like. Um, well, we are we are in stark disagreement then. We are. I think concerned. I think that um, that it's you're you're creating a world, but they're but they're from different eras in our time. And you know, different eras in their own time. And in their own time. But I'm just saying, like, it's... I like that they are coming at it. Like, I... So this is sort of, sort of like, a general thing I feel about, like, reboots in general. Yeah. Um, Like, when somebody reboots something, you know, and, and it's like, I don't... You know, or remake something. I don't like it when they do that and just regurgitate what, what came before. Sure. Because it's like, then, why? Like, there wasn't anything wrong with the first one. That's why people loved it, so why are we going to redo it? What Unless I you it- have something new to bring to it that is still in line, though, with the spirit, that is still in line with with that feeling that you got the first time that would make it more accessible to people now. And that is something yeah. that I think that the other ones do. You know to what a I'm point, saying? to a point, and that's and I, why I like it. What I loved about DS9 um, was that it came, it decided that what it was going to do is it was going to take the entire universe and turn it on its ear, and also while they did it, explore the giant universe that was created to say, okay, we've met a thousand races. Let's find out what the Ferengi are really like at home and what the Romulans are really like at home and what the Cardassians are really like at home and what the Klingons are really like at home. Yeah, I feel like they, the, they picked a few races to sort of focus on and give you a lot more information and, about. And, and you get the idea that, that, the, that the universe, whereas the next generation was kind of like, let's follow this ship and, and the people it meets every week. It's you know kind yeah the of, same in it like that I'm noticing that as I'm watching Enterprise yeah you know what I mean there there's constantly there's we're meeting new someone people new. Yeah. and then they're not seeing them again you yeah. know or, and, or whatever and, and it's like that makes sense to me though like because of what their journey is and that's why I, that's what I do like about DS9 and, and I don't feel like it's some departure I don't feel like it's something totally different well it's just a, it's a it's different a, way to focusing. explore it's a different yeah. way, you know and I would say this um spoilers for what Voyager never does um which is a bummer. Uh, you and your damn spoilers. I, I need to be able to talk about all of Star Trek, and and I'm doing it without spoiling big things that will hurt you. That will to hurt know. me. Good. Like I don't want to be. Like I'm again. sorry about the Esri thing, and I will try not to do it. Um, what Voyager I wished Voyager would do in the last two seasons, and what it ultimately does not do, and I won't say why or what it does do instead. Okay. But I, I wanted them, especially when the ratings were failing mm-hmm. and the show was critically failing, that I thought it would be cool. If in season five, they knew they were going to run seven seasons. If in season five, they got within two years of home and that the rest of the journey home would be in the outskirts 
of what you know. So you would run into the Klingons, but you'd run into the Klingons that were two years away, basically like the like the the outer lying planets and Firefly that you'd run into the Federation colonies that were set up far from Earth mm-hmm. and these and people are a little bit they're cut human off they're of cut that. off and and so you'd essentially I wanted the idea of okay we found out what it was to, what it was like in DS9 to be in the central core of all of these yeah, civilizations like right in it. so what happens when you're out away from it. what what happens when you're out in the wilderness yeah. because space is vast and all of these universe all these uh, aliens have have conquered or 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 in the case of the Federation explored. Um, and so what happens when you meet the people who are out there in the actual frontier and the frontier of the final frontier? What happens when you meet them? And I sort of feel like that would have been a, a cool thing to find out. Then you would find a like three or four part arc where there's some piece of crucial information they have to bring back to the Federation to save the world. And and for me, the problem is a problem of stakes. Yes, the ship could be destroyed at any time. Right. You know, and sure you feel that. But if it is, it's sort of out there. Nobody really knows where it is. Nobody knows what it's right, doing. But that's why it gives the stakes because nobody like you could blow it up. Sure. And it wouldn't even it would it wouldn't affect anything else because they're not a part of it. Yeah. Right? But, anymore. But, like they've they've long ago but, not been a part of it. So like the ship could go. Anybody could die. I would think you would love that. I would well, think that but would that's the thing. I, I, I want that to be the case. But also if the ship blows up, the Federation is destroyed. Yeah, you know, can't win with you. It's not enough to kill every motherfucker on the ship. Blow the ship up. I want everything <laughs> in danger. Huge that, ramifications. Well, that's the thing. That's what I loved about DS Nine. I mean, it's it's that that it was the the ramifications for the entire quadrant were always at stake. No matter, like even in the Ferengi adventures, you know, if they didn't do the <laughs> thing they were going to do, the Dominion was going to take over everything. You know, <laughs> and and I liked that. It, it it you know, like I said when we did DS Nine, it's not it's not realistic that every single person on this station either becomes or is closely associated with the leader of their own race. <laughs> so, so it's when, a little bit odd, so, yeah. so when Rom is there and he's grand Nagus and Worf is, however, briefly the, the leader of the oh, high council yeah. and the spiritual leader of Bajor is captain Cisco. And you know, like, yeah, okay. but captain Cisco is a spiritual, like right from the start at least. Yeah. Like but that sort of, but, but at the, but the at other the, stuff doesn't happen until like that. But, end, but at the know? same time, you know, Kira is also dating the leader of, you know, of Bajor at the she's dating Shakar when he is the when he's the political yeah, but like leader. They're, but they're they're instrumental in, in that kind of coming. Sure. To pass too, sure. So. But it's, it's just you, you know what I mean? It's just that it's, it's awfully convenient. It's awfully sure. convenient that everything. Ha- ha- they, well, they're very strong personalities. Well, so, of course, they have contact. Here, with another the another another <laughs> another Voyager spoiler, something that never happens. Ensign Harry Kim never becomes promoted. He's always Ensign Harry Kim. Whereas on Next Gen- Next Generation, everybody is lieutenant commander. Absolutely, everybody's lieutenant commander, or I mean, yes, by that's not true. Who by the end of generations is not a lieutenant commander or higher? Who? Worf becomes lieutenant commander at the beginning of generations, and from there on, everyone on the ship is lieutenant commander or higher. There are no ensigns, there are no lieutenants. Well, I guess by the time you get to the, um, everybody's a captain on uh, everyone's a, a captain on uh, um, what the original series movies. Like Captain Spock, yeah. Captain, it's like everyone's a captain. Nobody wants their own ship, but <laughs> so. Well, no, they're but but when they're all captains, they get thrown into situations yeah, that they sure. that weren't intended. But it's so by it's ne- but it's just funny that by next gen, everybody is a everybody's a lieutenant commander because that's just what happens on next gen. <sighs> Every everyone is the highest possible rank that you without, can be without being yeah. Um, so so we've strayed a little from comedy. Okay, let, I said. As you think? I said let's talk about it without talking about um, trouble trivels. Now let's bring up the funniest episode of Next trouble trivels. The shit. It is, and it, uh, there's a reason. It's the f- it's the most popular episode of the original series because it is. Well, it's got it all. Like it's funny, but it, there's intrigue. There's sure. you know what I mean, and it's cute. Like it's literally covers like every base. I feel what like. what I like about it is Se- that is that maybe sex. Is, what I like it well the triples mate. Well, sure, um, but <laughs> well, I don't know if that really counts. You dirty bird. What I like about <laughs> it is that is that what makes it funny when the other things are not funny, at least to my taste now, is that the characters play it straight. The char- with the exception of the with the exception of the uh, bartender who's awful. Who's running around? Look at my tribbles! You know that guy. Everybody else. What, what is it with you and disliking any flamboyant personality? Because it takes me out of the story, and I I no longer believe them as a real person in the story. 
Why not? Because like they, people like that don't exist. People that it, are just not really people like that do not exist. People like that bartender do not when they he's he's playing it so large, so broad. Are you talking about the bartender? Or are you talking about the guy who's selling the tribbles? The guy who's selling the tribbles. Because that's not the bartender. Well, I just remember him drinking and and he's drinking and he's trying to sell the tribbles to the bartender. Okay. So yes, the the guy who's selling the sorry, the guy who's selling the tribbles, whatever he, you know, it goes a little far. As do the Klingons, but that's how they were told to play it. And I know those guys can act because they come back in DS Nine, and they are actually really good actors. Um, you know, those are the Kling- the Klingon. The guy who's the Klingon there is is like they bring the three old soldiers that go mm-hmm. with Dax are actually the, they are original series Klingons. Oh, cool. The actors are, and that's they were awesome. the three main core Koloth and uh, and. Who's the other one? Kang. Kang. The three of them actually were on the original series playing Killing On. Same actors. That's awesome. That is cool. Um, so yeah, so that's the that that's that episode I love because they play it straight. They yeah. they they play it like the situation is funny. I see. But They're I just, serious, I, I'm, which I'm makes sort of, it. I guess I'm sort of I'm hung up on this. The guy who's selling them because he doesn't occur to me the way he occurs to you. He's like trying he's a swindler. to be funny. He's trying to be funny. The actor. Yes, the, but that's not, what I'm saying. Like I don't think the, the actor. I feel like the not, characters. I feel like the character is trying to be endearing no, and charming no, no, and whatever. When, and so he's he's false. No, like, that's no, how it occurs. to No, me. but then when everybody's having the bar fight, he's sort of like. Oh, going out and dancing his way. It's they're cutting to him because he's being ridiculous and funny because the actor is doing something funny. And in a Jim Carrey movie, I don't mind it. But in this, the when this, when I am told to play this universe straight, I play it straight. And when it plays it straight and tries to be funny, the deadpan humor that Star Trek pulls off is when it's at its best in terms of humor. I think. Okay. Um, which is why what's funny about this is when Kirk is just frustrated. I like, oh, want him off my ship. Yes. I don't care what you have to do. I don't do. care what you do. I, I just want them off my ship. You know, <laughs> yes. And and I love that. And, and, I, and he has, in that episode, he has some magnificent facial expressions. Well, that's the thing. Like that, from that when they're just like. We know now that Shatner has the ability to do deadpan humor. That that is something that the actor, William Shatner, is brilliant at. Mm-hmm. Which you wouldn't have thought at the time based on the way that that he acts in the show. But now that we know that he has that talent, I see that talent on display in the troubled tribbles um i'm going to jump off of the original series show to jump to the most successful of the original series movies which is a comedy yep star trek 4 love it the voyage home and it's so good it and is it's so, so good funny and it it's is so cute and, and and it is it it makes so few mistakes because of what it does so well the characters play it absolutely straight most of the time and the only time for me that the comedy doesn't work is when it's in your it's in your face that the actors are trying to be funny usually scotty the, but that scene I didn't I mind. love that scene that I think scene, it's adorable but that's that that, that scene for it, some reason in that scene he totally reminds me of my dad I don't know um, what it is oh yeah so oh, okay so I, computer. so there's a there's a scene in there's a scene in Star Trek 4 where uh, where he goes up to a guy who's trying to to get him to do something and for keep him. in mind this is this is the 80s yeah like, so, so co- consider what a computer yeah, looked like then yeah so it's but it's still the same thing it's still the basic setup keyboard mouse monitor is what you use as your interface. It's a little so, clunkier looking than what we got now. So he goes, you know. he goes up to it and he goes, he goes, I'm going to put this in the computer. And the guy go, the, the guy looks at him and says, and, and says, okay, well, here's your computer. And he goes, okay, computer, show me schematics. And the computer doesn't do anything. And the, computer. And, and he goes, <laughs> computer. And the, the guy, the guy says, use this mouse and hands him the mouse and he puts the mouse up to his mouth and he goes, hello, hello computer. computer. <laughs> that was so you know, cute. Um, Love you it. know, that there, there's just how much they, they, don't understand what's going on. When some, the, yes, I think Spock that stuff is cursing great. is the greatest. Thing. Oh my gosh, um, it's the greatest thing. And ever. Kurt and Kurt cursing too, where the guy goes, "Get out of the way, you dumbass!" He goes, well, double, double dumbass on you. And that's that's <laughs> yes, yeah. So um, good. Uh, you know, Spock. And it, like, especially because there are moments too when Kirk recognizes, like, like that Spock isn't quite right or whatever like and yeah. he tries to to cover for stuff and and isn't always successful and yeah it's the, the the parts that don't work for me are the jokes like everyone remember where we parked not funny or anybody who doesn't want to go to earth had better get off not funny i thought it's, those were funny it's, it's like from the beginning they made of, me laugh but that's the thing those are jokes 
not situational. What makes it funny is is you go, this is still your serious Star Trek universe, and look what happens when they're in a place that when they're in a place when they're in a place that they don't understand unintentional hilarity. Yeah, it's not hilarious. I mean, I will agree that that stuff is funnier. Yeah, you know and what I mean. And and for me, that stuff. I I can see that they're trying to make me laugh, which makes me less likely to laugh. Where where I can see that the they're writing me a joke, and mm-hmm. I don't like it when the, the let me rephrase the character is telling a joke. I see what you're saying. And okay. when the char- mm-hmm. the character of James Kirk is not a character who tells a lot of jokes. I don't know if I agree with that. He doesn't tell, at least in the movies, he doesn't tell a whole lot. He's he may a, not be a fucking stand-up comedian, but yet, he's, he's kind movie, of a, a in, you know, reverent guy, you know? In this movie, when they've just dealt with life and death, I would like to see a grave Kirk, a very serious Kirk, who is brought to a point of levity by the positivity of the situation he's in. There's a journey. Instead, what I got was a jokey Kirk. And I found that to be less endearing. And then they tried to do that in Star Trek V, where... Every then they had jokes. I know the ship like the back of my hand. Clunk, you know. But that stuff uh, still makes me laugh. See, I know uh, I'm. I know I'm an easy laugh. I get that. Yeah, I can see where that might not be funny for it, somebody. It's it's it just doesn't, you know, it it's not clever. It's not it's not worthy of of the more serious things that Star yeah, Trek a, has tried to. It's, attempt. it's a cheap laugh. You know, and and after Spock has died and gone through the seriousness and Kirk's son has died, I don't know why Kirk is suddenly jokey. Kirk should be in a really bad, hard place that he finds himself in 1984 and can't help but sort of fall in love with life again. That's a journey I would love to see Kirk's journey back to the Kirk we know and love. And that could be funny where he's just as frustrated and almost angry trying to go, well, a double dumbass, you know, where he's 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 not you know, trying to be funny. And it's when he's trying to be funny, it doesn't work for me. Whereas when he's trying to be serious and it's funny because he doesn't know how to be serious in 1984, that's funny. Yeah. And, and, and more true to the character. The other things I feel like him being on that planet going, anyone not going to earth it better get off. That seems to me like a betrayal of the guy who just lost his son. The guy whose son was just killed. The guy who's, concerned because he's barely got Spock back. Spock is not acting the right way. Who's going home to a court martial that seems like a guy who could be in a dark place. But it also seems like a guy who might be trying to inject a little levity to to the crew to It doesn't seem like that's what he's doing. If if they had him being funny to the crew and then when the camera's on him alone and shows him you know that this is what he's trying to do, that this is a deliberate choice on his I don't get that sense at all. I get that the writers are are trying to be funny because this is a funny movie and I and I sort of feel like like you know I feel look I don't I'm not slamming the movie I give the movie you know it hits probably four out of every five jokes and most comedies that come out these days don't do that for me yeah you know most comedies that I see in the movie theaters build as you know an Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell comedy are hitting about one out of every two it's just that it's so rapid fire that you're still laughing at the last one so, you know, this one is is it's a carefully crafted piece, and I'm not I'm not slamming it by any by any means. I yeah, love because Star you're Trek driving Black. me to drink. You were drinking before we started, lady. That's not even true. It was just sitting there. It's totally true. It was just sitting there looking pretty. And then you were gonna steal my mug, and, and then I was gonna <laughs> steal your mug. Um, so I was I, looking at me a funny way. I... So next gen, um, at the beginning, when the characters haven't found themselves tries to be funny it tries to be funny in when the when they're the characters are drunk in first season we talked about that you liked it i didn't um it tries big surprise it tries <laughs> when when data is trying to learn how to be funny with joe piscopo um again some people think it's funny i think it's not but they bring it to a they bring it to sort of a heartbreaking place where he realizes that you know that that he's not really making anybody laugh. And so I kind of, I like where his character goes and that at least his character goes on a journey. I think they overdo it sometimes later on with Q. Um, but, but there are some true moments of intentional comedy gold on Star Trek, the next generation. And I would co- point to co- the, their biggest comedy episode, Cupid, <laughs> um, the Robin hood episode of next gen. It does deadpan humor in the greatest way possible 
and has so few failures that I love. I love what they do there. The, the, their biggest failure is when when Troy accidentally shoots Data with an arrow, and he's like, "Oh, all my cognitive functionings are, are working. You are getting better." That's not that funny. But the rest of it, everything Worf does in that episode, everything Worf does in that episode is gold. <laughs> is gold. Everything he does. Just, I protest. I am not a merry man. It's just. Or when Jordy is trying to play the mandolin and he just walks up to it and smashes it. Bang, and looks at him. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the whole episode is just so lighthearted and yet the characters are taking it absolutely seriously yeah but i do tend to agree that that is like generally speaking funnier like the, like the cheap laughs get me they do i you know i'm, well, I'm Q, easy to amuse but like i definitely agree that it's it's funnier when i'm laughing not because you're being funny but because you're not and i don't mind funny, you, know, you know q, q is is often trying to be funny and he's funny, but it's built into his whole like yeah, character. He's, he's you know, he's being funny because it pisses Picard off. Yes, like he's doing that's it for why a he's, he's because he can be like, and I think he can. He's very scary when he's like yeah. when not he show, being funny. You when know Q, what I mean? When Q shows up on Voyager, when he shows up on DS Nine, and the jokes he tells, it's not funny to me because when when he is popping into different costumes in front of in front of Cisco, and Cisco's kind of like just rolling his eyes at him, it's not funny because. Q is it's almost like Q is desperate like Q's like huh be frustrated at this look what I'm doing now look what I'm doing but now does, but like I, a- I find it funny because of that because when he does it with Picard it works and like he just assumes here is another guy you know who's, that's maybe who in- is a Picard and then that's it maybe doesn't work and that's I maybe find that interesting funny. that's maybe interesting but that's not funny what's funny is Picard's consternation What's funny is that Picard is, is, is irritated. Is irritated. And, That's what's yeah. funny is that is that we're watching Picard just not the guy who's always in control, having no control over yeah. what's going on. And yet Cisco never seems like he feels out of control. But that's what was, I like. I find that I find funny. the difference there in in their reactions to be funny. Like maybe like, com- maybe like comparatively, is the it's same. interesting. You know what I mean? Like Q uh, is is being. Q and, it, and I it's would funny say it, to me that it doesn't work on Cisco and that Cisco just rolls his eyes and then he punches him and he's like, <gasps> he's at, like Picard would never do that. He's like, well, I'm not Picard. Yeah, <laughs> like, at, and it's, at, that's funny to me. At best, it's interesting and it is humor that is really reliant on your knowledge of Picard and Q and it's not that funny in the situation. Yeah, but I don't think they... I, I don't Comedy think they is about tension. To- Comedy is about tension. It's a, it's the, the, the joke is... The the moment of the joke is the tension before the punchline. What is it? What is it? Oh, that's what it is. I wasn't expecting that. That's 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 what a, a joke is. It's it's tension with with uh, an unexpected twist. Um, that's that's the, what makes is that like the the Webster's dictionary. All right, d- like, give me an example. No, I'm curious. I'm gonna look it up. No, I want to know. I want to know. Like, well, what, what the, wait, no, I want to know. Yes, the, it's I'm such entertaining. It the most entertaining podcast in the world. You looking up the definition? Well, you're of just talking anyway, and I'm just you know sort of listening. So, what do you think? Because you're doing this thing where you just what sit there. And t- no, five minutes go. No, I did. <laughs> I did the last five minutes, slacker. You go. <laughs> no, I'm no. looking this shit up. I'm gonna look it up because the now, definition of comedy. The definition of of comedy or joke? Because I'm not certain which one it is. You're trying just to look say up is joke tension. Just look up joke tension. Joke. You're gonna get a. Thousand like, definitions of I'm going to go to dictionary.com. Would you calm yourself? Uh, oh, wow. This is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. This is the best podcast it's ever made. It's going to be legend. Oh. And wait for it. I hope you're not lactose Fuck intolerant. Fuckity foo. <laughs> because the <laughs> next part is dairy. Dairy? Legendary. Never mind. Legend. Oh. Gosh, do you really not watch that show? You no, don't know MPH? Show? It's all about MPH. What show are we talking about? Uh, How I, I Met, met your, mother? your Mother. No, I don't. Oh my god! What? Really? I don't. I don't watch sitcoms. I don't like sitcoms. Oh. I don't think they're funny. I mean, it's not like I watch them all the time. I watch it all the time or anything. But like NPH, I know on that him. Show I know about. So I know about the bro code. I mean, I know. I know about that. And about the crazy eyes. Um, He's got the crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's funny. He's got. He released a book called The Bro Code. Oh, did he? Yeah, there's a book out there called The Bro Code. It's written by Barney Stinson. Nice. Um, I would really like to have seen him on on Star Trek somewhere. I just think it would be fun to see. NPH. Yeah. That was back when his career was flailing. Now his career is unstoppable. I don't know because he's doing things like beastly and Smurfs. Oh yeah, right. Certain why when you're when you're the lead in a movie that has a forty million dollar opening weekend. Yeah, you're doing really badly. I'm just. 
poor just, NPH in the middle of while, while he's also hosting every award show in the world and has the I'm lead. Just, that's why I don't understand why he's doing that movie. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand. Ching 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 ching. Have some money. Uh, by the way, I saw the Smurfs. Was it good? It was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> see that you see what happened is that, was that there movie. was tension when you said <laughs> is it good and then oh, I gave geez. you an Here answer to joke, joke down amusing remark story etc two object of ridicule verb used without object joked joking three to make or tell jokes that is that is the dictionary the, definition. I didn't say that tension was the dictionary definition of a joke. I said it is the mechanism or maybe used within a joke. The mechanism that is within a joke. Yes, there's something that makes a joke work or not work. I can you put your phone down? <laughs> See why we're laughing because we're so tense. Um, <laughs> cackling witch. Um, oh no. Oh, you're going to hit me. I'm really scared of you right now. She's got the crazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely got the she crazy eye. She definitely has the crazy eye. Um, crazy no, but what Q, what made Q interesting to me is when he, like, when he gets on Voyager, he's a lot of the times just telling jokes. Just going, look at me, a big tattoo. Lo-lo-lo. And it's, it's, it sort of doesn't work as well as maybe the, the other things he does. Um, hey, let's talk about... Uh, a character of people that I laugh at, that I really like, that everybody hates. Um, Neelix. Uh-huh. Did you think, can you stop looking on your phone and do a podcast, please? She's like, is there porn on here? Um, um, yeah, actually, there is porn on here. I know here. there's porn. There's definitely porn. Well, if we're going to talk about comedy, comedy in Star Trek. For a second, of, uh, uh, go for it. You okay, know, you, so, you say what so you're a saying. friend, so, okay, so a friend sent me something, and I don't know if it's weird or what, like that they're like, this just made me think of you. Oh, good. <laughs> I found Star Trek porn, and it was just so you. Like, awesome. That equals awesome or really What weird. is it? What is it? Um, so what can they look up? What can they search for? Oh, uh, like I think it's Triple X Parody Yeah. on YouTube, and you can see the preview for uh, a next generation what is this what appears to be like a fairly good like well put together like fan fiction episode like but with porn like yeah. they don't show you any of the porn obviously in in the preview i'm surprised and, they don't and, show and, you at like, least that it's going that direction I, but i think they do like because a they have a shot of you know tasha yeah. yar which the whole episode premise or whatever is that they found tasha yar but it's not really tasha yar but it doesn't seem a different funny. tasha yar it doesn't seem like a parody it seems serious I, when i think when i say parody or when they use parody i presume what they mean is that they're they're in the vein of like is it you gotta imagine right like at some point when the, when it gets to like they have you to know, call somebody, parody so they don't get sued well that uh, but i imagine at some point when they're you know when say data is just like doggy style ram and tasha yar that it gets you know funny or arousing like one of the two maybe a little bit of both you know what i mean because it's like hey i wondered what that went like you know what i mean and wow. now we, now we get to see it <laughs> see how he's fully <sighs> functional, functional and programmed in multiple techniques and next i i'm i don't know about anybody else but i'm fucking curious i want to see what they came up with for that scene because i I think it'll be um, it'll be an interesting watch. I'm going to find this. I'm going to watch it. Hey, speaking of uh, <laughs> of Star of Star Trek comedy, I want to jump to uh, DS9. Didn't have a whole lot of comedy, but most of the comedy was centered around the Ferengi. And, True. And I would say, well, they're rife for comedy. Um, I would say that the it's funny when I first watched it, I hated those episodes. I hated the Frankie episodes. I thought that it's they because you hate everything. I don't hate everything. You're I such just, a hater. Hate, 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 hate. I want. Hate, I hate. wanted. I was. I was compelled by the story that was going on by Cisco's story, by the story of the Dominion of everything that was going on. The Frankie. Like oh, it's a Frankie episode. It They're going to be funny. Like, it oh. seemed like filler. It's. But here's the thing. You. <laughs> oh my fuck! <laughs> I can't. I da ba Yeah. Oh my. Whoa. That's what you get. You you said some mean things to me earlier. <laughs> Cackling witch. <laughs> See, that's what you get. <laughs> Comes around, goes around, motherfucker. Watch, her, I'm gonna splash you with water and you'll melt. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you get all ozed there? Um, so I would like to submit. Oh wow! Ow! Ow! My soul is burning from your eyes. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Goldemort? Um. So <laughs> <laughs> with the Harry Potter, come to die. I will say everything like this because this is how I would like to submit. Fuck, fuck Harry Potter. 
Um, and all your little friends too. Did you see Planet of the Apes? <laughs> the Rise of the Planet yeah. of the Apes? No. I, ju- I want to see it. The I reviews are really good. It did really well. But I caught in a trailer. I didn't catch him before. Draco Malfoy is like in the trailer everywhere. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that makes me... It's just going... Pata! I don't know why he's there, but he's there. You can hear a Harry Potter review uh, on popoffpodcast.com. Did <laughs> <laughs> you just make that shit up? He's not in there at all. He's absolutely in the trailer. Freak. He's totally in there. I'll show you. Um, <laughs> he's saying Potter. <laughs> Potter. He's not that part. Not that <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't, well, I wasn't aware he could say any other lines. But that. <laughs> That's not true. Wasn't he? Didn't he do, like a, didn't he do a part in like a movie where he was like Potter? himself or whatever? Potter. Potter. <laughs> Potter. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the um, many inflections of Potter. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So the um, blah. I uh, the the next generation movies. Um, we'll just jump off DS Nine. The Frankie episodes. What, what I was the gonna, fuck? Why would you what, do that? Well, what like, I what I want to focus. What Shit. I want to say about the Frankie episodes is that on my rewatch of DS Nine, when I was no longer interested in what was going to happen next, because you knew, because I knew, and I could more appreciate the exploration of the world. I actually liked the Frankie episodes a lot. I, I loved. Lo- I looked forward to them. Um, and, and it was I. I didn't know what was going to happen. That's also next, except for Ezri, of course. That's that's but also I, that's also how I felt about the Bajoran episodes. That when I was watching them, I was like, "Come on, get on with it. Who cares? I want to get on what." And then when I watched it a second time and I saw the world that knew the world that they were in the process of building, I much more enjoyed watching them build it. That's but, how it occurred to me when I was watching. Like that's it's interesting to me. Like I can I I know what you mean though. Like because there are books sometimes that are written like where like yeah. one chapter is about this and then like another chapter is about like something else that's happening. Well, when and I, I was get frustrated a- and sometimes I'll skip those chapters because I want to see what happens well, next. Well, when I was first watching, but, I was like I was like, who gives a shit? I'm into this for Starfleet. But see, I never felt that way when I was yeah. watching DS9. I never. I always felt like whatever they were showing me was was to weave this tapestry was to make this world so that when they get back to it i understand what what we're fighting for i know what's at stake well i I was like that when i first started watching lost too whenever the flashbacks were on i was like come on come on come on get back on with the story oh i love the flashbacks when i watched it that was my my favorite part it took me a while it took me to like season two before i was like oh you're really okay this is really important i need to pay attention because i would sort of clock out during the flashbacks and and true, even Lost sometimes misuse the flashbacks, i.e., how Jack got his tattoo. Um, yeah, I definitely you know. think they. Th- I felt I definitely felt more during Lost that they did it as a device. Like I felt like when they started out, there were times when they were doing it because they were trying to get you to know the characters so that you would understand where they were coming from when they're interacting with these people on the island. But I felt like they were definitely towards the end. I felt a spoilers, lot like they just used sp- it. Spoilers for Lost in the next two minutes. Um, once they started doing the flash forwards yeah and the flash sideways then i really got into them because i felt like suddenly they were moving the plot along as well whereas before i felt like sometimes they were just like let's find out more about how Locke is betrayed by his dad and then yeah. doesn't change anything about himself because of it yeah you know that's mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely i felt like they they overused it and i didn't i did not feel that way in ds9 like the i penis! felt like sorry um how lost should remember how lost should have ended with the lapidus song did i show you that no <laughs> I'll show it to you It's pretty funny I'll show it to you when this I have is no done. idea What you're talking about um, So uh, So But I, f- I felt like Every episode That was That was you know, A quote unquote Like departure From the main story If you will On DS9 I always felt like There was There were things To be learned there There was information To be mined And and fun to be had while doing it. I will talk briefly about Voyager and Enterprise because they were usually fairly humorless shows. And the episodes that did have humor, I felt they didn't do it that well. But that's okay because they were in generally, in general, humorless shows. They were they played themselves very, very I, seriously. There's actually an episode of Enterprise I just recently watched. Which is what? That um, is the one where you uh, you meet Phlox's wife. She yeah. comes on board to to bring a telescope or whatever, and he hasn't seen her in four years. And and what was I? It's funny, like the interactions between like how she's just coming on to yeah. to trip, and he just does not know what to do with it. Like why? Because he's it. tense, and that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because he's uncomfortable, and it's funny. And I think it's particularly funny. <sighs> so sweet. It's cinnamon. Goldschlager, love it. Um, cutting up good. your throat. That little piece of the gold. It's not real gold. It says real gold flakes. They're can't, real gold. Can't They're be good for you. It's fine for you. Okay. So you can shit gold. <laughs> <laughs> I already think I do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway. Watch out. Or someone will drop a house on you. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. I'd like to submit that you are a huge penis. I... You don't have a huge penis. You are a huge penis. They're because very you, different things. Because you are what you... Uh, wait, no. Because you are what you eat. <laughs> what? No. That's disgusting. Uh, okay, go on. Um, I thought it was particularly funny when he finally feels like he has to tell Flox about it. And yeah. Flox is just like, yeah, oh, man. dude, yeah, that's sh- shit. That's good stuff. You should totally hit that. <laughs> and he just does not know what to do with it. And I love it because, yes, it's funny. Um, but it also tells you about denobulans, like it, it sure, gives yeah, you insight into them, and it's and expository in yeah, some way too. And, which it's uh, and I liked that a lot. I thought it was very well done. So let's let's hit. Uh, there are four Trek movies I'm going to hit real quick. I, the one I'll hit least is Star Trek Nemesis, a generally humorless affair that, when it tries to be funny, fails in every single possible way. Why does the Why does the man have no hair? Why is the bald man talking? That's uh, awful. The 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 humor that they try to do in Nemesis very rarely in the movie, but it is there. You know, let's have a dune buggy chase. I guess that's kind of funny. I guess you know, you know, naked wedding stuff. You know, it's Nemesis is a is a movie that utterly destroys the family friendliness of Next Generation, and and in a lot of ways, um, uh, we we're gonna have to do a Nemesis podcast. Because maybe we'll do that next, a Nemesis podcast. Because there's a lot to be said about that movie that I feel like we need to say. There is, but I think it might be beneficial to uh, would be would have be more Goldschlager. Yeah, to have more Goldschlager. I think it'd be interesting for us to like actually uh, watch it together. Really? Yeah, I think it would be interesting. Uh, I don't an interesting know if experiment. Time. Uh, We'll see. It's so hard for us to actually. When we have time, we always want to record. We'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, we don't need to plan on Mike. What we're gonna do yeah, next? It's probably not necessary. No, um, I know it's so, ripping so, though. So <laughs> ignoring ignoring that, let's look at the other two next gen movies. One, which is not intended to be comedy, that is very funny in parts and deliberately and does a good job, and one that is intended to be a comedy and utterly fails at almost. I disagree every. with you. I thought it was cute. Um, Star Trek: First Contact has some brilliant moments of humor um troy drunk is astounding um i uh, i even kind of have to admit to maybe i've even said i disliked it in the past but in truth i like when zephram Cochran zephram cochran goes you're all astronauts on some kind of star trek <laughs> <laughs> um, i love it yeah i think you knocked it earlier because that's just your arbitrary way of but, but hate 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 maybe i knocked it because it sort of it's stuff like that that begat insurrection but <sighs> but there's but there's a lot of there there is an element of of almost Indiana Jones ishness to humor next to humor next to serious action at the same time um, that happens uh, in First Contact, and I feel like it, it does a really really good job of putting these characters into a dismally dark situation, and there's a sense of gallows humor when they tell jokes. It's sort of like we're telling these jokes because we know we're about to die mm-hmm. and everything's going bad and we're going to kind of being funny in that situation. Um, I think that. And I think that's very human. I like think, I like when that yeah. happens because it really it, I think it lends a lot of um, believability. Yeah. To I, and I think that First Contact succeeds on on a lot of levels. It's very funny. It's it's very exciting. It's you know. And but I think the humor is a part of it. And then you have Insurrection. Which I think is funny. Really? Do you? Really, yes, I really do. Do you really think that 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 Riker coming up to it's it's they're telling jokes, and that's what I don't like. It's just when Riker goes up to to Data and goes, "Smooth as an android's bottom, eh, Data?" And Data rubs his face and goes, "No." I'm just like, really, really, Riker is gonna like the the funny stuff is the stuff that is intended to make us laugh, but they're not joking. So when he goes when he goes, "Bring me the manual control," and it's a joystick. Okay, that's kind of funny, but Riker's not joking. The writers are joking, but Riker's not joking. Um, and and it's yeah, but there was a lot of the stuff that was just that was cute that wasn't like there weren't jokes, and you hated that shit. And I like it, like I like cl- like a Klingon pimple or or like the the women talking about how their b- boobs have started to firm up. Yeah, like that right, stuff. Right, to let me let me give you that. The women go, "Have you noticed how your boobs have started to firm up?" And Data comes up to them and is like. And they're like, hee, 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 that's a little bit funny. But then when Data comes up and says, and have you noticed how your boobs have started to firm up? 
It's like, really? You've been around nine years. You've had an emotion chip for three. You've, you've, you know, you haven't learned that you don't have boobs and your boobs have not started to firm up. You're not second season data. You're not that inappropriate. They're telling a joke at the expense of the character. You know, I guess I didn't think about it that I can, way. I thought I, that I honestly I laugh in the moment. And I, I did. I funny, didn't laugh in like, the moment. I but felt when like you, when you break it down like that, I can see it. What you're it to me, it felt like a comedian dying on stage. To me, wow, it felt really? very yeah. It and and the movie was less funny to me as it went on because the more it went on, the more it was clear they're trying to make me laugh, and they think it's way funnier than I think it is. And the more that went on, the more grating it became. So if they succeeded with you early on because your threshold to laugh is is lower than mine, mm-hmm. then maybe they kept you for the whole movie. Yeah, they did. But, I mean, I just thought it was cute. But and the, fun the, and the the problem for me is that I mean, to be clear, I didn't think it was any, you know, Star Trek four. Yeah. You it, know what I mean? It, like, I'll, I'll be it's <laughs> what they wanted it to be. They but wanted I, it. I, it definitely wasn't that. Like, yeah. To me, it, it was just it hit that mark. By it any was stretch. just sort of like they were telling jokes and when, as soon as they were like here's a moment to, it's funny Worf hits his head he wakes up and he hits his head and they're like they're, they're like Mr. Worf Mr. Worf I don't know how they do things on Deep Space Nine but here you're expected to be on time because he hits his head and he wakes up late and he's like um well my wife died two years ago because or two months ago because that's the placement of insurrection it's like right after Jedzia dies is it really? It's the summer after she dies. Oh and my god! They were going to mention it, and they thought that it would bring down the story too much. And wow! So they just act like it doesn't matter to him. Exactly, they act like it didn't happen. And yet, you get back to DS. Yeah, because I wouldn't have known that if you didn't. You, tell you, me. you get well, but at the time it came out, when you're watching it, you know, when you've just finished watching DS Nine. But then, I wasn't. I was like, I wasn't watching yeah. DS Nine at that point. Do you know what I'm saying? See, like, so it, I, I, I didn't know at the, at the time that happens, and then you go back to DS Nine, and he's tortured still. Yeah, you know, over of course it. he would be. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense for him not to be tortured. And yet he's he's got a, a pimple, and he's, he's you know, embarrassed by his pimple. It just doesn't... I mean, it's a cheap shot, and I thought it was funny, but, like... That's I, the and, cheap and shots I think, at my I characters. And my characters one... who I... Here's the thing. I love those guys. I love those guys. And when I see cheap shots, when I see, let's make let's make them laugh at, at you know, at Data's bum... And and you know what the smoothness of his bum comparatively to Ryler's. I thought face. it was cute when when she's like you know laughs about his beard or whatever. She's and, like she's like I've I never kissed you with a beard except the clone of you that had a beard when I kissed him. Like oh yeah, my it's, God. again, it's just sort of like and it's it's not that, you, that it's like you've made this movie uh, like is is like to make you laugh has to like fucking climb a mountain naked in full on because noon no it needs know, to like not <laughs> do that you know what it needs to do to make me laugh put the characters in a situation that's that's funny not have the characters in a deadly situation because they're in a deadly situation and have them crack jokes about data having boobs it just or data being a flotation device don't give me you know what jokes they are they're the, they're the star wars episode two jokes is what they are you know it's it's c-3po with his head next to his body going i'm quite beside myself and then with his head being dragged away by r2d2 going this is such a drag it's that that i don't think it's that bad that's how that's i felt about fair. it when no. i watched it that's how it's i felt bullshit. about it that's too far yeah you've I gone was... too far sir <laughs> this far no further <laughs> different movie all right final movie to talk about um the new star trek movie tons of humor great works all the time um, I can't think of anything that fell flat. Um, no, it works all the time, and it's 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 little winks and little nods, yep. and and it's all in character, and it informs you of the characters as it's doing. I mean, just from the very beginning. So we have the movie starts with a with uh, a, a the first joke in the movie is as um, is as uh, George Kirk is about to die. And when she goes, she goes, name after your father. And he goes, Tiberius? That's the worst. worst. Oh, yeah. And it made me smile. In this horrible situation, it makes me smile. And I'm like, that's awesome that it made me smile. While I've got tears in my eyes. Yep. Because I know what's going on. um, And then then you have the intro to Kirk and he's playing Beastie Boys, which doesn't make any sense that of all the music that would survive for 400 years, that That one would. would And he'd be playing it on his Nokia cell phone. Maybe it's a classic station. And maybe it's a classic phone. But who cares? I don't care. He's got it. And it's 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 and it's triumphant. It's good. A, it's aggressive enough and telling me enough about the scene. Yeah. And the scene is exciting as it happens. 
And then when you meet Kirk in the bar, it's sort of joke after joke after joke. But it's it's the character of Kirk. Yeah, being being I'm telling, charming guy, telling that, the jokes, you know. uh, telling the jokes. But he's telling them to the characters around them, and I think that's the problem that I have is that in these the, in the jokes that I don't like is they're telling them to the audience. These jokes, he's telling the jokes to Uhura or to the people around them. Him, he's either well. That no, see, that's bullshit because you said in in you know in the fourth movie when he makes the joke about you know remember where we parked i absolutely think that was a joke for everybody but else. A, i don't think that was a joke for the a, audience i think it's the exact same thing a no he's not telling it he he doesn't know what everyone remember where we parked is he's telling them all to remember where the ship is and it's a joke for us now the anyone who doesn't want to go to earth had better get off that is a joke for everyone a it's not that funny of a joke b it's the whole movie sort of stops at the moment that happens whereas when Kirk tells a joke in the bar. The, so for you, it's about setting. It's, it's, he's, well, he's trying to woo a girl and be charming. But what so happens? It's appropriate for him to be jokey. With but, but, but when he tells a joke, there's a response, which is the situation actually gets more precarious for him. So when they're, when, when they're, when they're, when they're like, in case you didn't notice, there are four of us or one of you. And his okay, response is a joke. Get some more guys. <laughs> get some more guys. It'll be a fair <laughs> fight. <laughs> a, it's a funny joke. And yeah. B, it. It speaks to his brash, but but it also moves the scene forward because him saying that pisses them off. Sure, and the scene moves forward, and that is it's a joke that that you. So it's not a throwaway. Is that your issue? Yeah, like you, it's you, it's a joke, but yeah. it, but it still contributes tra- to the you, forward motion. Yes, exactly. And there's okay. a there's a ton of that, and the little winks that you know when like when when Spock is in the sh- in the chair and it starts turning. It's very and slowly. Go, oh, yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yes. Because that's, Love it. that's a little uncomfortable joke. And I think that that the movie just hits. But that's absolutely a joke for us. It is a joke for us, but it's not a joke for him. He's not telling a joke. Correct. We're laughing because this is weird and uncomfortable. He's like, fascinating. <laughs> the chair turns. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, and also Kirk like slapping Spock on the like again Spock's consternation in this situation Kirk is Q and Spock is Picard so he's like see told you we'd start working together and Spock's like <laughs> you know that's it's it's that the same dynamic I enjoy between Q and Picard is there constantly between Kirk and Spock um, okay. and I enjoy I, I enjoy that and then that is played later for drama as mm-hmm. well and so it it you know I I enjoy that. So I feel like the most successful comedy that 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 Star Trek does is either Star Trek 4 or the new Star Trek movie that plays comedy right next to the action, right next to the drama and does it really really well. So there, I know there are haters of the new movie because not just because it destroys continuity, but because there are lots. It doesn't destroy continuity. Okay, whatever. I think it does. You think it does. But not just because that all also because internally <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense you know that it it like they there there are gaping plot holes but the action moves so fast you don't really think about them you know and that's fine i mean it's it's fine it's it's you know and it's what these writers do it's the same writers as lost and and you know and they 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 will introduce something go here we're going to move really past you know re, you know why why is there a wormhole here why is there red matter? Why, if there's if one piece of red matter is big enough to suck up a planet, why is Spock carrying around a giant thing of it? What is red matter? What is <laughs> why does they why does one person come out in twenty years and then twenty years later Spock is there? Why are they sitting there waiting there for Spock, knowing he's going to come out at that last moment? Why is Spock on the same planet as Scotty as? the same planet where Kirk is left. Why is that where Vulcan is destroyed? Why does the destruction of Vulcan not hurt that planet? Why? <laughs> why? Yeah, there are the thousand plot holes in the movie, but it's okay because the movie moves so fast that you can ignore them. I guess. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I don't mind because the movie's a great watch. Oh yeah. It's it, hell of a, you know, hell of a movie. You know, so I, I, I think that in terms of comedy, it works in that situation. It works in Star Trek four. Cause I love the fish out of water. Um, uh, and it works uh, deadpan when it's done deadpan in next gen and it works with Q. It doesn't really work in DS9 for me almost anywhere except the Ferengi and the Ferengi episodes are really funny but that's because they're so ridiculous. They are the bulls in the China shop. So you don't think that it's funny at all on Deep Space Nine the interactions between 
you know, as as their friendship grows between oh, you know O'Brien and Bashir. O'Brien and Bashir. Oh no, those yeah. are they, those are hilarious. I like them. I like uh, things that build out of character and build out of the humanity and or alienality, I guess, of the characters. I like. Um, it's I don't like the throw. I don't like when they're trying to be funny in your face. You know where where I'm watching a. That's not what I come to Star Trek for. What where they get me is where I come to Star Trek and in my serious world, these funny things are happening. Be, that's why I like the Ferengi because they're if if start if the Starfleet world is a china shop, they're the bulls. They're running around. They're being loud. They're being brash. Everybody hates them. They mm-hmm. are they are they are barely getting by. They are you know it's it's you know I mean the the funniest DS Nine episode is Little Green Men. Or they go back to 1950s. Oh, it's a great it's episode. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Hysterical. So and there, and, and I actually think the funniest character on DS9 kind of becomes Odo because he's so sarcastic. Yes. He's so, especially with Quark, it's mm-hmm. just... It, every, the comedy between them just grows. His deadpan comedy yeah. is is great. It's fantastic. Um, and, and so, I mean, I think there's there is successful comedy, but not... I think there's a ton of success. Like I, I disagree I guess, with you. I guess I, I guess if I were to think of DS9, I can think of actually it's maybe even more successful than Next Gen. Um, it's it's. I would say that's probably they, true. They, they, I would say because they because of the way that they grow the characters on Deep yeah. Space Nine, that's that's different. You know, sort of distinctly from the episodic nature of Next Gen. I think that gives a, a, a much more stable ground for that. Yeah, to, I agree. To sort of flourish. Yeah. Um, and I think that's comedy in Star Trek, man. I think that we, I think that we pretty much hit it. We hit about an hour on it, longer than I thought we'd be able to go too, because there's, there's lots to say. There's lots more I could say. Um, Why does that not surprise me? Well, I, clearly you have no opinions either. No, none. 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 You know, none. I'm just kidding. Let me look at my phone. Yeah, you look at your phone and and don't attack me with your flying monkeys. Um, I'm, I'm Something gonna be flying. My I'm, foot towards your fucking face. I'm running out of witch <laughs> metaphors anyway, so that's why we really have to end. Because I'm like, because now what are you gonna say? That was a, that was a reach. That, that was a reach. It was like it was like it was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. it's flying monkeys. Um, I uh, you have servants. You live in a castle. I don't know what you're gonna do. The, dro- the house got dropped on me. I know. I well, did that. My shoes, maybe. I did that. Yeah. No, but you. Uh, yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, man. <laughs> so that's comedy on Star Trek, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it, folks. Uh, uh, real quick business. Um, uh, please feel free. The contest that we mentioned before, uh, if you can send us uh, funny montages, make us have conversations that are not the conversations we were initially having, send us techno remixes, whatnot. Um, uh, the people who really, really impress us, if we get them and they're like, there, it's awesome, then some kind of prize will be sent your way. Can't be to everyone. If you're the only one who sends us one, you know, there are more prizes will be sent out at the beginning than at the end, probably because we'll be impressed by the first person and then <laughs> we get a thousand. Um, but, but listen, this is a no way official, an official contest. Uh, there are no rules. We can send to whoever we want. And we, it's totally arbitrary. <laughs> so please, please don't send, you know, thinking that there's, it's not fair. It's completely unfair. So there you go. Um, <laughs> it's completely unfair. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just come out and say, just come out and say that shit. So, so um, <laughs> Hey, there, we, we have other fun, funny podcasts um, right now on Pop-Off at popoffpodcast.com. There are two retrospectives going on, both the Harry Potter retrospective and the Avengers movies uh, with RJ Haynes. Um, uh, if you jump over to uh, Ninjas vs. You, it's been about two months since we posted anything. There is going to be big news happening there in the last two months, in the next two months. So listen to the old ones, and then new stuff is happening there. Um I've heard wind that the suck cast may be returning. I hope so. Cause I miss those guys. Um, and, uh, of course the hot mess with Phil Stamper has just started. It's, uh, um, it's new season. So Ooh. tune into that for your entertainment mashups even better than before. Um, this guy basically takes two different news stories and compares, compares them and says, who's really just the biggest fuck up, uh, out there, <laughs> but we couldn't call it the fuck up. So it's called the hot mess. Um, <laughs> Uh, all of these are at endlightpodcast.com or listen, just search EPN or um, stay tuned because that news might be happening there on that front too. Um, so uh, big stuff's happening with the Endlight Podcast Network. So stay tuned to all of that. Stay tuned to us. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, and subscribe some more. 
Um, tell your friends. Go on Facebook. Tell your friends. Tell Especially people you just your, met. your Trek <laughs> friends. Look, everybody out there is friends who like Trek. Let them know that we exist, man. Um, uh, if you're going to a Star Trek convention, if you are going to a comic book convention, if you're going to the supermarket, if you're going anywhere, anyone you know who likes Star Trek, someone's tell them looking listen. at a melon. You know, just some tell people, them. some people don't even know what's, what a podcast is, so let them know yeah, it's man. easy. Let them go, know. go listen. If you have an iPhone, all you got to do is just tap tap, and you can listen like 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 you would on an iPod. So that's it, man. That's Trek Off. I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. Trek Off. Trek Off, bitches. Trek Off isn't the only fun free podcast you can find on the Enlight Podcast Network. Go over to Pop Off to listen to the Pop Off Podcast, popoffpodcast.com. You can also hear Ninjas vs. You, the hot mess with Phil Stamper, and the Suckcast by going to endlightpodcast.com. Or look, just search EPN on iTunes, EPN, and subscribe. Be sure to rate us on Facebook and watch Ninjas vs. Vampires streaming on Netflix. And now, as requested by our fan Shmoo, Ode to Spot by Lieutenant Commander Data. Felis Catus is your taxonomic nomenclature, an endothermic quadruped, carnivorous by nature. Your visual, olfactory, and auditory senses contribute to your hunting skills and natural defenses. I find myself intrigued by your subvocal oscillations, a singular development of cat communications that obviates your basic hedonistic predilection for a rhythmic stroking of your fur to demonstrate affection. A tail is quite essential for your acrobatic talents. You would not be so agile if you lacked its counterbalance, and when not being utilized to aid in locomotion, it often serves to illustrate the state of your emotion. Oh, Spot, the complex levels of behavior you display connote a fairly well developed cognitive array, and though you are not sentient spot and do not comprehend, I nonetheless consider you a true and valued friend. Thanks, Shmoo, for the request, and keep listening to Trek Off.